Hello, everybody. It's All Pro Lines, the podcast. I'm your host, Kostaki Economopoulos. Football, comedy, talk, that's what we do here. we got a great guest today. Uh, I've known him I've known him his whole life. It's Andreas Economopoulos. He'll be out here in a few. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, did I turn that off? No, I didn't. It's very hard to do all the things at once. Um, well, there's four. And then there are four. This is this is exciting. The NFL playoffs. I got to say, a friend of mine years ago said the divisional round is the best weekend of football. And I, I got to say, those four games, those eight teams, it is good stuff. I have very much enjoyed it. I've thought about that so many times since then. Uh, now there's Ravens, Niners, Chiefs, and Lions. Woof. It's exciting. I saw a pic of a little kid, maybe seven, eating pizza. He's wearing a Lions jersey, and he's got a Michigan hat on. He won't know this for 40 years, but he just finished the best two weeks of his life. It's all downhill from here, kid. Detroit going to the NFC Championship game. Oh my goodness. They didn't even know <laughs> January had this many weeks. It's uh, it's very exciting. So uh, let's do... Uh, Let's do a couple of announcements here. Uh, our friends at BetMGM. Okay, here's the deal. You guys, you guys know the deal. It's a, it's an affiliate program. Basically, uh, I make a deal with the gambling site, and if you sign up through us, then they throw back a few bucks to us to let us know that we were the ones that sent them to the thing. doesn't cost you anything. Uh, podcast is free, so it's just kind of a nice way to thank the podcast for doing what we do. If you're going to gamble anyway, gamble at BetMGM. Or at uh, Underdog Fantasy. Those are our two. BetMGM is one of the big boys in the universe uh, for all your regular sports betting. They're legal in most of the Midwest states. you got to check that out. Check your local listings. Um, and Underdog is definitely the best sort of fantasy, goofy, you know, uh, fantasy gaming site. Uh, and with those guys, with uh, BetMGM, you get, I think their current offer is something crazy. Like you bet five bucks, you get 156 back in free bets or something. And at uh, Underdog, uh, you get, uh, will match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. Both of those links are available on the social media sites of uh, All Pro Lines, where you should be anyway, especially the Facebook page. The All Pro Lines Facebook page is going bananas. Literally thousands of likes and shares and comments and tags going on over there. That's been my favorite little corner of my career lately. So come check us out there if you're not there already. Um, this weekend, I'm going to Michigan. I'm leaving the day before just to make sure I get there. Okay, but it looks like I'm going to be okay. Weather-wise, it's going to be mild by Michigan standards. I'm doing Jackson Portage, which is basically suburban Kalamazoo, and Gaylord. So I'm all over Michigan this week. I'm excited about that. And I'll be watching the two big uh, – championship games in the Detroit airport on Sunday and fly back Sunday night. Uh, so I'll be memeing it up from there and writing, writing all day on Sunday. It should be fun. Uh, what else? Yeah, that's enough for the announcements. Go to uh, whatever your listening platform is, go there and give us a five-star review that helps the algorithm know that uh, we're doing good stuff. We appreciate that. See if we got any commenters in. Oh, we got a bunch of the people we know and love. Heather and Ryan and Ewan and uh, Ron and Jerry. Jerry made it. Awesome. Good to see you guys. Thanks for being here. It means a lot, kids. Um, all right, let's do a few jokes and then we'll bring in uh, my bro. The two-minute drill. <laughs> Thank you. 
Chiefs killed Buffalo. Story as old as America. Buffalo lost on a missed kick. Vikings fans everywhere felt the phantom pain, you know, like when you're identical twins in an accident 100 miles away. It's uh, losing on a kick. It's it's, it's so br- wide right. Are you kidding me, Buffalo? Big hug. Bills Mafia. Goodness gracious. It's ironic that Buffalo is famous for spicy chicken wings because they have no kick. Huh? People... <laughs> Kadarius Tony didn't play in that game because even when it's minus four, he can't catch a cold. He's having a bad year, this guy. Taylor Swift went to Buffalo. First time in a while she's had to worry about any Bills. We, some of the jokes are punny today. If Bills fans uh, put on an album every time they had their hearts broken, they would be rich too. Uh, Taylor got a lot better coverage than Travis got. He was wide open in some of those plays. Scored twice, man. And the brother, there's a brother for you. That's 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 the brother you need when you're playing your big game. You got to have your brother in the stands, shirtless, pounding beers with the opposing fans and running amok. That was a fun scene. Uh, if the Chiefs get down to the Ravens this weekend, uh, could Taylor Swift buy the Ravens and fire Lamar Jackson at halftime? That would be nice, you know. Have your rich girlfriend help you out. Packers had the big win over the Cowboys last week. They were excited bunch of them went out to California to see the game. In the old days, a Wisconsin boy could be disowned for following love to San Francisco. But now it's a whole new Niners beat the Packers. That's kind of an American metaphor. A team from the city where nobody but tech millionaires can afford to live beats the team from a small town, which is actually owned by the people. The game ended on a Jordan Love interception. He threw across his body on the run to the opposite side of the field. It looks so much like Brett Favre. I say we go ahead and take away Jordan's phone at this point. We can't have him with the camera fucking. If he buys a pair of Crocs, knock him out of his hand. Mississippi Welfare Office, check your bank account. All right. The Falcons are now the favorite to side Bill Belichick. Bet MGM moved the odds to 28 to 3. You're welcome, everybody. Somebody. Who better to do that joke than me? Please, baby Jesus, don't give him a contract worth 28.3 million. I figured Belichick would only go down to Georgia for a fiddle contest. Because he's the devil. I'm just saying the devil's in the house of the Andre Risen Sun. Huh? If you like puns, this is the this is the segment for you. Atlanta, really? Bill Belichick. He's caused more heart problems in Georgia than biscuits and gravy. This guy. Was that who we're gonna? What's what's Atlanta's backup plan for Belichick? General Sherman? Yeah, he's burning everything, but it's for our side now. It's He's burning there. All right. Hiring Belichick to be the Falcons coach is like the Goldmans bringing in O.J. Simpson to be their bodyguard. Yeah, he might have some good ideas, but fuck that guy. NFC South could be a good fit for Belichick, though. He loves playing in the weakest division. He did it for 20 years. It's part of the story. The Jets and Dolphins and Bills were fucking terrible for 15 of those 20 years. Uh, Kirk Cousins to Atlanta is one of the things they're talking about, maybe joining Belichick. Kurt's afraid to sign with the Falcons. He's he's heard what they do to Cousins in the South. Someone had, Did you see this, this meme? Someone had to sign, uh, Siriati eats plant-based cheesecakes, <laughs> which is... And Philly is pretty much like saying you're on the Epstein list. That's their that's their way of saying you're a total monster. 
Elite quarterbacks win championships. You know this. Def defense wins championships. You know it doesn't win championships. The Dallas Cowboys. Wee. Ooh. I posted some version of that as a meme, and of course I get the Cowboys have more rings than your stupid Falcons. All right, fine. Let me go buy VCR so I can watch the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's been a minute. All right. Cowboys announced that Coach Mike McCarthy will return. Return to what? Landscaping? He's definitely a riding lawnmower type. He's definitely. <laughs> All right. That's, that's enough with the jokes. <laughs> um, I guess we have a lot to talk about here. We, we've got a lot to discuss. Let's, uh, let's bring him in. He's funny. He's lovable. He's smart. He knows his football. It's my brother, Andreas Economopoulos. Well, hello. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Some good games this weekend. Yeah, right? It was, it was way better. The, I feel like the weekend before is sort of proof that there's too many teams in the playoffs, right? There's, a, there's some big blowouts. and But when there's eight, it's like, these are really good teams that are left. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been wrong twice. My lock of the week last week was the Cowboys over the Packers. So I doubled down this week, Niners over the Packers. <laughs> Both were seven-point spreads. <laughs> Well, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Niners are – are they as good as we think they are? I think they are, right? I, I I was shocked by Green Bay's ability to stay in that game physically. The offensive line held up well. Defensive line played well. I guess I just never really gave them enough credit. So, I don't know. It was a sloppy game. Brock was – Brock isn't, uh, isn't used to the weather. He's young. I don't know. I was I was surprised, and I can't tell you how many I was actually playing poker with some buddies. And when Jordan Love threw that ball across his body into triple coverage and got picked, my phone lit up. That's a Desmond Ritter throw, literally. Uh, We're big. <laughs> yeah, everybody has those moments. I guess you saw Baker do it too at the end, and that was a pretty awful pass. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we did have some co good quarterbacks make some egregious mistakes this weekend. But, you know, these guys are under tremendous pressure. They're playing the really good teams. In some cases, they're down and have no choice but to really take a swing at it all. You know, it's like, all right, you know, that's, that's what you got to do. You got to get on swinging. Um, all right, you said Ritter. Where where are you on Ritter? You're, you've been uh, the biggest Ritter apologist I know. <laughs> I was wrong. Is that what you want to – is that why I was yeah. – like, yeah, yeah. I got brought yeah. this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. Well, me and Arthur Smith were both wrong. It cost him his job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's one of those things where he had the chance to watch him in practice and thought he could – I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be a star, but be serviceable. I and mean, it's only when you get in the big moments and do a couple knucklehead things every single game and then never actually – not do those that you have to move on. So yeah, it legit cost him his job. So, you know, I, I'm so curious to see the coaching carousel now because I have to imagine that part of the interview questioning with the coaches is, you know, they're going to have input on whether you go straight to the draft or whether you get a, a veteran uh, through signings, you know, right. If it's Belichick, I can't imagine he has the patience or to go draft a guy that's 22 and go develop a quarterback. I, I, I have to imagine if they end up hiring him that it'll be a Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, maybe Russell Wilson, which the only chance I'd be interested in that is if Seattle picked up the tab for most of it and it wasn't a huge 
kind of contract situation. You can't sign Russ to big money for his unlimited. <laughs> right. Actually, I think there. I. I mean, I'm. I'm sure there are other factors here, but I believe the way the the contract is is written, he's allowed to do whatever he wants, and the Seahawks have to pick up every dollar that the other team doesn't spend. So the Falcons could theoretically sign him for a dollar, and the Seahawks have to pay the thirty-three million or whatever it is for this year. Just for twenty-four, I think so. Okay, I think he's got some crazy leverage because of that construct. Oh. Um, so he goes no. and looks around, and then d- decides, in addition to what they're paying, whether another team wants to add on to that. He has the potential to make an insane amount of money for one year. No, the it's the 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 construct is if you have a if you have a, a contract that's guaranteed, and you get cut and go play for somebody else, the team is on the hook for the difference between the guarantee and what the new team pays. Oh, oh okay, okay. So I'm not sure exactly how it plays out in real life, but that's the that's the setup. Mm-hmm. So, and there might be a way for them to move him and not cut him because there's there's some thi- there's some situation now where he's got lots of leverage because the way the contract is written so hmm. um yeah but yeah he's definitely not going to be where he is now so he's on the short list i'm sure for teams that are trying to win now i would put him way below those other two names uh personally what, what would you what would be what would you do if you were running the falcons uh i'd probably i would prefer a younger kind of offensive minded coach and then go go in the draft and trade up and go get if you if the bears are going to go and they're going to stick with justin fields that would be my my first choice is to go get justin i know he's got inaccuracy problems i'm just thinking it through the the way the offense is run and what skill set he has and he's a lot he's from kennesaw so he would sell seats and i don't know what they would end up taking obviously if they're going to deal him, they would take caleb at one i assume and then right you know, but the, the issue with that is you have a very quick turnaround to go pay the guy a crazy amount of money. So, you know, originally it was, you know, I watched, so we're, we're picking eight. So, you know, I have to imagine it's Caleb and then you can go 2A, 2B with Jaden Daniels and uh, Drake May and then Michael Penix in the semifinal game looked amazing and the final game didn't look as amazing and he's a little bit older, has some injury issues. So, one of those four guys is my is my preference. I mean, I love, I love Kirk Cousins. He's thirty five, coming off an Achilles, so and he's going to be expensive, you know. So I don't, right. I don't know if you bring in an old coach, they're going to want to win, you know. Now, so uh, it's just a matter of what. It's crazy because we've been at these drafts every year, and you see them move up like a couple spots, and it costs the team like another first round pick to move up like three spots. It's like, right, right. Oh my gosh! I mean, I guess that's how it works, you know. So. Um, I don't know that I'd prefer. <laughs> but for the, for the listening audience, that is Andreas holding up a picture of Bill Belichick <laughs> over his face. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know that. I mean, so so all the things you keep hearing about Bill is the the front runner. He hasn't interviewed anywhere else. We just we, we decided we're doing another interview with uh, with Harbaugh. Um, but we've interviewed 14 coaches, 14 already. So it's, it's been 14. A, um, I knew 14 it was like nine now. or 10. Oh my goodness. Yep. 
Yep. And the uh, the word right before I walked in to do this was that SI broke a story that basically was mentioning that Bill Belichick isn't going to be cool with the reporting structure of having Rich McKay still as where he is. Right, right. And right. if that's the case, then he won't get the job. Arthur Blank's not is he's not Bill Belichick's not reporting straight to Arthur Blank. Rich McKay's been here for 20 years, and that's where he's the I think it's owner, CEO, and then Terry Fontenot is the GM. And I also, if you're going to bring Belichick in, I don't want him any part of the drafting. His drafts have been awful the last yeah. several years in New England. I think he's obviously he's an amazing coach, X's O's guy, but personnel issues, I, I don't want to give this guy all the power to do everything. I'm always nervous about that at any time, you know? So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. The, the local radio here that actually is the flagship station for the Falcons doesn't want Belichick and is all in on Harbaugh and then maybe like a, you know, the Ben Johnson kind of guy, Bobby Slowick. There's a couple of these guys that you, and again, you just don't know. I don't, I watched what they've done for a year or two. I don't have enough information, you know, uh, to know how they're going to be and who they're going to bring in. And then we just, Ryan Nielsen just took the job with uh, Jacksonville a couple hours ago as well. So we lost our DC who was really good because we fired Arthur Smith and he was in limbo. So he goes and interviews and now he took a, another DC job. So it's too bad for the Falcons. I mean, he's, he was really good. So, but you know, that's the way coaching right. carousel works. You, you bring your guy in and then in comes a pile of your people that you prefer. So I don't know, everybody's kind of on pins and needles. They're not in a hurry. They made that clear, which is why they're interviewing everybody to the sun. Um, so I always wonder how awkward it is for like Ben Johnson. He interviewed like yesterday. So they play, they play their game over the weekend and he does like, I imagine like a zoom interview. It's like so strange. Right. Right. That really is. I, I, I This is not my idea, but somebody might've been Mike Florio keeps saying, uh, we got to reset this coaching craziness. You should, you should, you should hire no one until after the Super Bowl and give everyone an equal chance. Otherwise the guys like Eric B get fucked over and over again, because their team is still playing and competitive and they kind of sh- hold off on some of this stuff it's i understand the. i guess i understand the motivation from the team's point of view of like let's get on with it we're got we're building a six billion dollar team here let's get we got to get moving um, right. but, but i also understand that most of the really good coaches are busy right now <laughs> for sure it all happens so fast and then they get these people in place and then immediately they're already you know as soon as we wrap the super bowl it's immediately you know mock drafts all over the place so, and I don't know what, if this guy's going to be the winner or not. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's, um, but yeah, my preference is, I, I mean, if you want to sign a veteran and you have a good, you know, an old coach and, and you're, and you want to continue to draft somebody to help mentor uh, or to be there to be mentored, that's okay. I just don't, I mean, you're not going to, the Falcons aren't going to win at all with Kirk Cousins next year. I mean, then again, I'm watching Baker Mayfield take, the Bucks into the playoffs and actually are a game away from when we were watching that game on Saturday night, I, I watching green Bay winning all the way till the end. I, I thought to myself, if they win and Tampa wins tomorrow, the NFC championship game is going to be in Tampa. How crazy is that? And wow, it wasn't that, that I mean, at one point, wasn't that, that far off. Yeah. No, it's crazy. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, uh, what takes place. And of course we're also on the Julio watch to see what Jacksonville does with Julio, because if they sign him to a long-term deal, the Falcons get an extra two and a second round pick is, is, you know, you can use that as some leverage to 
give somebody a one and a two, package them up for whatever pick we want. Julio Jones? Yes. So, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Calvin Ridley. I'm sorry. I'm Calvin Ridley. Gosh, yes. <laughs> You're signing Julio Jones to a long-term deal at this point? He sorry. played for two minutes and was knocked out of the game. <laughs> he had a game where he scored twice this year, too. <laughs> In one game, oh gosh, yeah, yes. Oh, uh, Calvin, really. yeah, I forgot. Calvin's is still it's still conditional. They're still working on that. It is that's... well, so we get a three right now, and then if they decide to sign him for anything that's past this year, which which I mean, he was pretty good this year, and they need weapons, so I imagine that'll turn into a two as well, just to give us some more, uh, you know, draft picks when you and I are running around Detroit up in Greek Town. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. I'm excited, man. That's a <laughs> It's one of my favorite traditions. And also, you, you said it to me. I didn't know this. The Falcons have an away game at Vegas this year. Yes, I think that's a no-brainer, right? We have to do that. We have to, we have to do that. That's, <laughs> too, that's too good. That's too good. That's awesome. Yeah, and they, got a, yeah. they got a new coach, too. I, the, the whole – I mean, what I don't want to do is – so, like, the Bucks, right? They overachieved. Good for them. That's great. Now they're stuck having to pay Baker whatever they're going to pay him, $40 million a year, which he had a good year. He was fine. And then Mike Evans is a free agent, so he's long in the tooth, but still amazing. So you have to pay him. So you get stuck in these weird situations where you go get these kind of retread right. quarterbacks, and then they overachieve, but not like the, the difference between the top eight quarterbacks and then Baker, it's a big, big difference. But the money isn't that different. And so you're, you're you, it's – and they have no choice. What are they going to do? Not pay them? So you're right. trapped. In, you're trapped in this like same with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like that, those kind of guys. Like yeah. everybody's trying to get the. T- you know, everybody will pay top dollar for a top guy, but then you're stuck with all the B plus guys who are just eating the cap and then aren't that great. And again, ba- I, I actually I never disliked Baker that much when he kind of piped. I was kind of rooting for him to have another chance at a career once he became a little less. Uh, uh, arrogant, I guess, but you know, he had a good year. Yeah, that was I, I. I was wrong about a lot of stuff this year, but I called that one. I said, "This is the he's the Geno Smith of this season. He's going to a good situation. He's getting a fresh start. He wasn't bad. He could put it all together and be good this year, and he really was. He was, you know, I've got. I've always had mixed feelings about him, but he he is kind of fun to watch, and you know, I, I'm happy for him. He's. He's, I feel like he's grown up a little bit where he doesn't have that cocky swagger as much. It's more of like he turns it on because it's mm-hmm. useful, you know, like right. he does it, he does it on purpose and he's cog, he seems cognizant of it as part of the game. He's a little more like kind of in on all the info. I, I, that's, that's how it feels. I don't know. Um, yeah, sure looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. So good for, but you're right. You, I, I, I you want one of the top five guys. That's plan A. Plan B is to have, you know, some young upstart who's going to be amazing. And then there's a big drop off to plan C where you're stuck in this weird limbo of I'm going to pay Baker Mayfield a lot of money. So I don't wind up with Desmond Ritter. Right. That's the, it's basically, it's the, it's the model of there's, there's so many of these guys that you go, ah, we gave them so much money. And now what do we do? The giants are the perfect example right now of like, we gave the we gave the mediocre guy a lot of money to avoid having the worst case scenario, and now what do we do? <laughs> right, and that's exactly right. What do they? I mean, I don't, you know. And then, will the Zach Wilsons go somewhere and actually be good one day? Is it worth taking a flyer on? I mean, he's never going to be 
a top five guy that's your friend, but he's like, he could be a Baker Mayfield somewhere one day, right? Right. But the chances of that are small and the ceiling is non-existent in my opinion, you know, so I'm not interested in that archetype as a, as my starter right. ever, but he could, if he, if he's the backup and he has some kind of Joe Flacco run, that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, right. That's, right. that's fine. But that can't be the big plan. Oh, I, I, if I'm running the team, I want, I want to run it the way I run my fantasy teams. I want giant upside. If everything goes right, we win the championship. Like mm -hmm. I will take a big risk to have that as a possibility. That's why somebody like Justin Fields is appealing to me. Like he might be a bust. He might really not pan out. He might wind up being the 28th quarterback in the league. Uh, but his ceiling is really high and he's young. And if it clicks, then it's so valuable. And you could get him for relatively cheap. I've been reading the articles about what they think they that he's worth. It's not that much. Hmm. Okay. It's like a two and a four the next year. And because he's not under contract for very long. So right. he's not that risky. You basically have to sign him right away to the fifth year option and make right. that call. That's really your opportunity cost where that money isn't going somewhere else, but whatever it's one well, year. So the bears have the first pick. Obviously the bears have Justin Fields. Would you rather, let's say it costs the exact same amount next year's one for Justin Fields or to move up to that one spot. Like what do you If mean, I'm the Falcons or if I'm the Bears? No, you're the Falcons. If I'm the if it's it's going to be it's that's the thing. It's not close. If you're going to I think moving up to the one is a totally interesting defensible position that has a giant high ceiling. So I'm for okay. that if you want to do that. But that costs a fortune. Like right. you said, they're going to that's going to be like three ones and a two and it's just something that you, when you read it you'll go what <laughs> really that much to move okay huh well it'll be some giant thing that'll be it'll be at least two ones uh and something else so okay. it's it's a lot uh with justin it's weirdly less less than you would think it is so okay. it's a totally different tack um i don't know i i'm fine with both of those what I don't want is to hang around in mediocre land anymore. Take a swing. Right. And if it fails, fine. Then I, I understand the risks and I'm, I'm a fan and I'm fine with that. Right. Okay. I, yeah. I, I got a, I got a question for you about Belichick. Cause I, you know, like if I go do a college gig, it's very hard to relate. It's hard to connect with a 20 year old <laughs> on anything. Right. This guy's age starts with a seven. <laughs> How does he connect with the black kid who's 21 years old and a white guy who's 72? Like, what do they talk about? I don't understand. That's, I think that's a legit concern at some point. And we, and we have this image. Like when I was growing up, Tom Landry was like the great coach <laughs> right, right? and he was ancient and he never spoke and he had his hands in his trench coat and he walked around and he was classy and he was good at all the X's and O's. But I think the game has changed so much since then. And so much of it is about connecting and personality and motivating and finding a way to get a kid from seven to 10 on the scale of what he can achieve. I don't know how you do that when you're that much older and different than the kid is. I, I, don't, I, I feel like that's a legit concern. Am I overstating that? I, I mean, I think it's a legit concern, but he's the goat for coaching, right? Like, that, wouldn't everybody want to 
And trust me, I'm, I, I've been anti-Belichick coming here for a while, and I'm starting to, as I read the stories, if he ends up here, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's like the, yeah, I mean, I imagine he'll hire a staff that can, they can actually, like, have more in common with the actual players. But the fact that, the fact that, you know, he would come into a place and everybody kind of understands that, you're going to have to be driven to perfection on every play at culture wise. Right. And, and practice wise and, and the details and the details we we're Falcons fans. And I have times we looked up at the clock and there's the guys not calling the timeout at the right time. And I mean, again, he's 72. I don't know because he's lost his edge on day, like hour by hour coaching. I'm not sure. And what I, you know, and I'm also, I don't know. I mean, I'm actually imagine the guy's, an amazing coach, but in his heyday, he also had a lot of people helping in the, uh, in the front office with Scott Pioli and that whole crew with bringing in talent, you know, but they also, they never had like these amazing receivers, not counting that Randy Moss here, you know, of course they had Brady. So, I mean, I don't, it's, it's really hard to judge. I, I was yeah. listening to Adam Schefter earlier talking about how confused he was at the, so far, the only team that's interviewed Belichick is the Falcons because it's the best coach he's ever coached and he's available and nobody else is even like throwing their hat in the ring. He was that does seem fun. insane to me, right? In the way, like nobody wanted Lamar Jackson this, this summer. I was like, what? You got to at least he, talk to the guy. What the hell is the matter with you? He literally used that as an example. And, he and did? Again, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah he's uh, now, I, I mean, the Lamar thing was like, the fact that the Ravens had the chance to match it at the end makes it a little bit, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's like, I understand. I mean, you would, you feel like you're you're being used to get to a number that the team's just gonna, yeah, right. right. That, I, mean, that, I understand at least the situation, right? Yeah, and the only way to kind of sway like a Lamar would be to make like a Deshaun Watson kind of like offer where it's like, all right, we'll pay two fifty all guaranteed, and you're going to face the franchise and come to Atlanta. And then he already had a little bit of, obviously, he's the one that wanted to go shop around, so maybe he does that. But, you know, look, at the Deshaun situation has turned into a nightmare. I mean, they're they, – <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, you know, and again, like, I'm, not, I'm not defending Deshaun. I will say this. He had – he was injured this year, and I know everybody's flipped the page and is like, oh, he's toast, he's done. I mean, he'll be back next year, and if that defense stays good and you get Nick Chubb back, I he'll be good. They'll, they'll be good. I mean, they obviously had a – I mean, they made the playoffs without – with Joe Flacco, you know, so they'll yeah. be good. He'll he'll get his shoulder fixed up, and again, staying away from the the personal egregiousness, just meaning like on the field. But right. all the owners are still pissed at Haslam for that for guaranteeing an entire contract, you know, <laughs> giving him all the he's, money and then and all the he's picks. He's gonna that get his own with. his own punishment. That's what he deserves. I think it's awesome. <laughs> he's also so. in legal trouble right now, which is also kind of funny to me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, all right. So, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's do a segment. We got it. We haven't played a jingle here in a few minutes. Oh, so gotta, okay. Gotta, 
Oh, real fast. Sorry. This yeah, is for, for Ron. It's 25 years ago last week that the Falcons went into Minnesota and our Anderson <laughs> bested his Anderson. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Every time I'm in Minnesota and football comes up, they talk to me about that game. And they're still <laughs> tortured about it. I, I forget about it until I go to Minnesota. Then they talk about it. It's crazy. I, I just looked it up. Guess what the spread was? I literally just looked it up. The spread oh. on that game. We were, they, by the they, way, we were fourteen and two. So this, we're not sending a nine and you know seven team up. It was we a little bit of a fluky Cinderella kind of run that didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, the the, Vi the Vikings were really good that year. I'd say they were seven point favorites. Eleven point favorites. Wow! In the NFC that's, Championship game. That's rude. <laughs> I, I mean, you look at it now, and you're like, I, I don't know that we'll see an eleven point favorite in any of the conference championships moving forward. I mean, unless something so weird happened, even if, even if Tampa had, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Speaking of what do you think the line is this weekend? It just moves on one of them. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't even thought about it. Look, what are the, okay. We got uh, chiefs are going to Baltimore. Boy, that's going to be tight. That's within three. Right, Ravens by two or something. Two and a half on the. Actually, it moved to three and a half. Three and a half Ravens. Okay. Um, and the other one is. Uh, I'm I'm blanking here. Lions at Niners. Lions at Niners. Yeah, that could be a bigger spread. That one's going to be five points for the Niners. Seven points. It opened at six and a half. Wow. Yeah. I don't think the Niners looked very good this game. I think they almost lost. They definitely didn't play great. Yeah, it sounds like a big spread, but you know, I've been I've been on the losing side of these games lately. <laughs> uh oh, that's interesting. All right. Well, I'm gonna give kudos to the to the city of Detroit. I mean, what a fun story. That the guy who's the sixty-six year season oh, ticket right. holder. I I heard him interviewed on one of the shows and it was it did not. It was. I mean, he's eighty nine. He's. <laughs> and when you see the picture of him smiling, you don't really put it together. But he's eighty nine. Like he talks like an old man, and it's very slow. And. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what a cool story! That guy and the little kid and the stadium going fucking bananas, and <clears throat> Michigan just won the national championship. I mean, this is a state that's been tortured by football for most of our lifetimes <laughs> yeah no you're right about that it's pretty it's, pretty amazing all right it's so great so and and i think the coach i mean dan campbell is such an unusual combination of things he's like old tough guy wrestler football <laughs> guy who easily cries and gets emotional about players and the game and the process he's gritty and the kneecaps and he so fits the culture of Detroit and the I, I'm just so happy for them that it's kind of worked out and they're lined up to be competitive for a few years like it's such a yeah. great story even if they get blown out this weekend it was all worth it so kudos to Detroit and Lions yeah. Nation whatever there you go. people made fun of him with all the, the kneecap stuff I mean again I did I was the was. first one to write that joke like what you, what's, who's this guy <laughs> well I who will not get my taps is Mecole Hardman <laughs> 
two touches, two fumbles. <laughs> That's on, a tough stat line. You're embarrassing Georgia Georgia Bulldogs everywhere. I had him in a DraftKings lineup. I was like, he's got a negative score? That's not good. <laughs> Uh, I, I was actually torn. Uh, I, I wanted to give it to Brock for that last drive. And then my buddy, Isaiah Likely, ah. looks, sure sure looks the part. But I'm going to go ahead and go with Jared Goff. Just a California kid through and through high school, college, gets dealt to Detroit, which <laughs> they're pretty tough on uh, newbies there, especially when he was the uh, the leftover. So, yeah, he's really – I mean, it, it's it's good to watch because that, that last – I guess it was the Super Bowl against who they play against the uh, Patriots when Jared Goff made it, and I think that's when they kind of were like, "This isn't gonna, this isn't gonna fly," and so we just, just didn't expect him to be uh, what he's done. So he's great, and they've done a really good job drafting talent. Everybody made fun of them for taking Jameer Gibbs at twelve overall. You and I were together. It seemed high, yeah. They went B. John at eight, twelve overall for two running backs, and then nothing for a long time running back wise. Right. Um, so yeah, good for them. They knew what they wanted. They did it. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely rooting for them this weekend. I don't, I don't think they're going to win if I had to guess, but, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Right. I don't think they're going to win either. You also referenced, uh, <clears throat> the worst rule in football. <laughs> I'm so bad about it. Well, I mean, I mean <laughs> if that game goes the other way, that's all we're talking about today. Right. Well, every sports person. In, and it's funny. Like a lot of the memes this morning are about how the refs like job the bills. So I was like, no, no. The biggest play of the game was that crazy fumble through the end zone. Right. All that he was down and they overturned it. I mean, I didn't think there was enough to overturn that. And it's a dumb rule in the first place. But Yeah, but, but I listened to a player on the radio today and he was like, we can discuss whether the rule is dumb, but we they're like the same thing with your gambling thing. We teach everybody when they're going in for the goal line, knowing that's the rule, you don't reach out unless you know 100% you can cross the line. And so right. and he, he, his wasn't actually reaching out. He got popped out. I'm with you. Right. I mean, the, the, they, I saw a thing saying that they're obviously going to vote on it in the offseason, and it, it likely will get overturned. So. I don't know. I mean, I don't. What do you, what do you, what's your recommendation that if it goes to the end zone, where, where are you putting it? Some some substantive but reasonable penalty of some kind. Like it doesn't. If you fumble, you have the ball and you fumble it, and nobody else gets it. You, you can't have a change of possession if there's not a change of possession. Mm-hmm. It's the, the goal line's not magic, and it you know it's like. Oh, you fumbled through the goal line. Oh, there's a magic ring, and now all, the, all of the <laughs> concepts of football no longer apply. Like, just stop it already with that. <laughs> Whatever, give it, give it back to the offense at the ten. You know, count the down or something. Right. I don't know. So, some some penalty that, like, hey, you did something dumb here, but it doesn't change hands. It's too big a penalty. You're one foot from scoring and getting seven <laughs> points. Now you don't have the ball. That doesn't make any sense. It's the dumbest rule in football. Yeah, I think it will get changed if I had to guess. We'll see. What's the second dumbest rule in football? Because mm. for me, there's like a giant drop off, and then there's like a five way tie for second. Hmm. 10 second runoff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'm okay with that being on the list. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that keep coming up for people are spot fouls on PI. Oh, 
Could like right. one one penalty is a fifty yard play. You know, like I I understand the complaint about that. The I, problem I, is if you go the other way, now you're getting professional fouls, right? Well, I mean, in college, when you get when their DB gets beat, you just kill the guy, right? And and then it's like, and that's not enough if the guy's running a go route and he just ran right by you, you just grab him and rip him down. You know, <laughs> I, I agree, mm. I agree. I'm just saying it's on the list. It's on the short list for second worst rule. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Maybe holding should be five yards instead of 10. Offensive holding. I don't know. It's just it, you, your team starts getting a little bit of momentum. And there's a big play that's erased by the hold. And then it's 10 right. more yards. I mean, they're not going to change any of that stuff. So I don't know. No, right. Yeah, that's a good point, though. Yeah. And it, to me, it seems like on all those kind of plays, like you could call one on every play. Mm-hmm. So is there a gradation? Is there an egregious foul? And then like a, we barely called it choice. Cause there's some of them are, it's weird to me that the ref has to say yes or no. Right. The swing is so big. Huge. But same thing on PIs, you know, like either it's a penalty and it's not a touchdown or it's, you know, and it goes the other direction or it's a touchdown. Like that's a big swing on a, something that could have been, might be called differently by a different person looking at the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how you fix that. I think that's just the nature of the situation. That's a tough. But man, fumbling out of the ends. <laughs> I was so mad last night. And then I posted something about it. And this I go, what's the dumbest rule in football? Like just to kind of get people to agree. And people are writing other answers. No, that's not what I want from you right here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have time for a trivia question? I do. You're going to ask me one? I'm going to ask you one. So right, hold on. we got to play the thing. Hold on. Okay. All right. All right, kids. Put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. All right. So it was, I was going to say, the top five teams for the longest drought of making a conference championship game. But Detroit just crossed themselves off that list. Oh, that's fun. So they, theirs was theirs was 1991. What are the other four? Conference championship game drought. Mm-hmm. I know the Jaguars made it to one. Uh, they should have won, won that game against the Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Back when Tom Brady's path to the Super Bowl was somehow win the division. Wow, it seems impossible. <laughs> and then beat the Titans and the Jaguars. That's that's the gift that this guy had every season. Brady's record against the Bills was 33 and 3. <laughs> what? Sucked for two decades. Um, they all sucked. The Dolphins were terrible for the Awful. same run. And the Jets. Mark Sanchez was the shining Jets moment <laughs> in that two-decade run. Um, what? Uh, that's an impossible question. Conference championship. So a lot of the teams that are fluky that aren't very good have gotten there, including our Falcons. Um, it's got to be some. The Cardinals. The Cardinals had Kurt Warner. Even that team. I'm trying to think. The bottom teams. Oh, the Browns haven't been there in a long time. Maybe number never. number one on the list, nineteen eighty nine. Okay, Browns. Okay, uh, Lions were on it, and now are not. Yep. What are the other shitty teams? 
Oh, the Bears haven't been in a long time. No Bears? No, because they Rex Grossman played the Colts in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but that was 15 years ago. These 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 are all the, the next three or the early to mid 90s. Wow. And one of one of the answers will make you smile. What? What, huh? Who do you is hate? The, is it the Bills? No, who do you who do you hate? Oh, the Cowboys. <clears throat> 1995 Cowboys for all the Cowboy uh fans out there. <laughs> oh, this is a fun list. All right. So what do we got? We got line the lines are on it aren't, aren't anymore. The Browns and the Cowboys and who? Mm -hmm. And there's two more. Oh boy. Oh goodness. they fired their coach this year. Riverboat Ron got fired. Oh, uh, okay. The Redskins. Yes, the Redskins, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Wow. One more? One more. And they're they're actually a good team right now. When you and I were growing up, they had the two receivers that we loved. Mark and Mark. Oh, the Dolphins. Yep. <clears throat> Mark Duper. Yeah, and Mark Clayton. 19, Mark 1992. They haven't been to a conference championship since 92. That surprised me. I guess, I mean. Wow, that surprises me too. Yeah, they yeah, they had they had Tom Brady in their way the whole, and they were bad for a long time there. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, that team's been down for, that, for a while. It's, they yeah. haven't been. They haven't really been no. good since Marino, right? No Chris Chambers love? Remember Chris Chambers? <laughs> I love Chris Chambers. Obscure <laughs> fantasy wideouts for a hundred. <laughs> All right, I got a quick I got a quick one for you. This is an interesting fun fact. Okay. The Lions are six uh they were six and a half point favorites this week. The largest ever spread for the Lions in the playoffs since gaming stats started in 1949 whoa <laughs> they were they were almost seven point favorites in a playoff game the detroit lions what's their second best <laughs> what's their second what, what, what's their second best their second best point spread in the playoffs <laughs> since 1949 oh gosh <laughs> is this is this the the scott mitchell herman moore were they yeah, might be. No, this it, would be no, this would be earlier. I'm looking at the year now. Before that? Yeah, way before that. You weren't born yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um <laughs> I'll say they were three point favorites. Yeah, they they were four point favorites in nineteen seventy against the Cowboys. <laughs> and here's a fun fact a game they lost five to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I know, right? A playoff game finished five to zero. Five to zero back in 1970. Oh. And it must have been freezing. Those weren't indoor games, right? There's, there's there's some guy that bet the over that's like just staring at this guy. Are you kidding me right now? I teased this too. <laughs> they do there was no captain mode on DraftKings. No one, <laughs> No one scored. There was no <laughs> offensive score. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. Uh, one more of these. You know how we do. But now it's time for which comes first. Oh, yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. All right. Which comes first? A Lions Super Bowl win. Or the field 
winning the Super Bowl in the NFC North. In the NFC North? Yeah. Oh, the, wow. The Lions have a chance. They just win two games now. Yeah. I mean, or, I would have I, I 100% picked the Lions if I didn't see all the Green Bay stars are like 23 years old now. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. Oh, there's a pile of them. Um, good coach. Yeah, I I know. I I didn't want to believe it, but he's good. <laughs> and the the Bears are lined up to be getting good, right? They, they got lots of draft capital and no money problems and yep. yeah, yeah. If, if they decide to stick with Fields, yeah, if they go stick with Fields and they get Marvin Harrison Jr. and then some other beast on the defensive line, they're like set. Um, yeah, they could go that way too. I'm gonna go with the Lions. I'm I'm loving the story, and I think the. Uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, I'm going lines here. Okay. I'll take the opposite. I think they can't win both of the next two games, even though they're at what everyone wants to see. And then they'll be back in the mix and the Packers are ascending and the Lions the Lions will be good, but it's a fluke fest and the Bears will ascend and even the Vikings could be decent, you know. So I'll I'll take the field, but it's close. Yeah, I mean it's Jamison Williams is still finally hasn't – I mean, he's probably the best receiver in that class, and he's finally healthy and just now getting used. I don't know. Maybe he's a bomb. I don't, I'm kind what, of confused. What's his story? Is he a knucklehead? Is he, I, a- I, I, he would have been He would have been the first receiver taken. So that, that year was Drake at eight. And right. then it was Alave, Garrett Wilson. Right. That was the, that super rich. And he tore his ACL against George in the last championship game, so he obviously dropped. I don't know. I'm not sure if he's ever, you know, he was incredible in college, but maybe he's not bright. I don't know. Maybe he's got like some George Pickens to him, right? Yeah. He seems like a troubled kid or something. I don't know. That's just a guess. Because he had the thing with the gambling. You know, you're not gambling. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pac-Man Jones is like, dude, there's a sign every three feet. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, good to see you, bro. You too. So, what's going to happen with the Falcons? What do you What do you predict over the next couple of weeks? What's going to I, I think I I think we're everything you read is Belichick, but I think we uh, I think we don't hire Belichick and we hire, you know, I don't know Arthur Blank's old, right? So, like, I don't know if he's if he's, he doesn't want to wait either, yeah. right? Like, he's got this Jerry Jones like panic kind of you know right. to him. Um, but I, I you know I think you. I think if you can get an OC, again, I don't know enough about Ben Johnson and all these guys we're interviewing. I mean, we interviewed the Eagles offensive coordinator. I'm like, have you seen the Eagles play in the last two months? What's happening? <laughs> they didn't finish strong. Put it that way. <laughs> what about Jim Harbaugh? We didn't talk about Jim Harbaugh. You don't want him. The, I think the city wants Harbaugh. I, I think I'm the only person in Atlanta <laughs> that isn't. I don't know why the guy is such a bizarre guy. I'm I'm sure he's a great coach. He's won everywhere he's been. I, I don't. There's something about the guy I don't I don't trust, and I I don't know that I don't know that, that matters. Does it does it matter? Probably not. Um, I don't know. He's he's a bizarre dude. I mean, would he would he be an upgrade? Of course. Would he be? I think he's gonna try to get a piece of whatever it is on top of it as well. I think he's gonna make it hard for a team to hire him. But I would think he would pick the Chargers job if given the opportunity over us because they're, you know, they've got a legit star quarterback. And, yeah, they're in, they're in cap hell. Keenan's old. 
Eckler's old. Mike Williams gets hurt every year, but you got Herbert and you know that defense is still talented. So I don't know. You got Herbert and Quentin Johnson. What what, what more do you need? <laughs> to not be in that division is for starters. No shit. <laughs> Tough draw. So yeah, I mean the Falcon, like the whoever takes the Falcons job, like you still look around. You have it's against Baker. Car and then poor Carolina. I actually like Bryce Young, but that that team is a disaster, and they will be for a while. As long yeah, as. this division is set up to be weak for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a dreamy setup in terms of that. That's Belichick's mo. Go play in the worst division in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so what? Everything you're hearing is they're not in a hurry, but I imagine by the end of this week, we'll hear it'll be there'll be a decision, and then. You know, it's weird because usually the coaching carousel is like, we're missing out. This guy just got hired. He got hired. He got – this is right. the first year where these everybody's interviewing and then just teams are just waiting. So, I, I don't know. I don't think Arthur cares what he pays the guy. Um, it's just more about control at this point. So, right. I have to trust the management. Terry Fontenot, the new GM from – we got from the Saints a couple of years back. He's been good drafting. He was instrumental in getting Jesse Bates and some of these – I mean, Jesse Bates was unreal this year. Yeah, just what, good. You know, the Bud Dupree's of the world on these minimal deals. So that's all been good. So I'll, I'll trust the, uh, the the brass. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see what happens. There's definitely going to be some news. I love you, man. Take it easy. We'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Love you. Have a good week. Thanks for doing this. And thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you get what you want in the uh, championship games. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.